0: you. <laughs> What is up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world? You are listening to The Soundcast, a special interview edition of The Soundcast, which is the official podcast of tracksounds.com. I am your host, Christopher Coleman, and today we are talking with video game audio director and music composer Grant Kirkhope. Grant has composed music for video games such as GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and Viva Pinata, just to name a few, but his latest score, Kingdoms of of Amalur Reckoning, was released just a few weeks ago on February seventh by something else Music Works on the very same day that the new action RPG game was released to the world. Grant Kirkhope, welcome to the Soundcast.
1: Thank you for having me. It's very kind of you to want uh, to talk to me.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Your 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 most recent project um, certainly opened some eyes and some ears, and uh, so that's where I kind of wanted to start um was this kind of a breakout uh project for you um i don't know really i
1: think um the last sort of four games i've done have all been full orchestra um so like banjo kazoo nuts and bolts and the two viva pinata games but there were banjo kazoo is more comedic but it is a it was a large orchestra viva pinata is a bit more um sort of um a pastoral sort of sound to its very calm sort of uh, score mm-hmm. but um so reckoning is a different sort of a uh, it's different for anything I've written in the past. It's a much bigger, more epic sort of thing. I mean, you know, it's, it, I've, I've wanted to do it for a long time, but I suppose you just have to get on the right game to do it, really. So I've been very fortunate to, uh, d- you know, to be on the game and to get to write the, a score of this kind of
0: size, you know. So, yeah, great. But has the response been different to you for you for this game than those previous or about the same? Um,
1: yeah, I think um, it's been different, really. I think um, in the past, um, it's been very much kind of a game... Audience that's kind of listened to the stuff that I've done, and you know, in that respect, I think um, this is the first time I've got people such as yourself, who are kind of more film-oriented people, sort of uh, listen to it and like it. So I've been very um, thrilled, well, flattered really, that um, I've had a few decent reviews from kind of bona fide. Film music people who have never heard of me before, or anything I've done, even though I've done it for sixteen years, no one's ever heard of me, and it's it's quite you know it's quite it's quite gratifying. It's quite nice that I listened to your podcast forty one. week kind of said I was like this new guy has turned up with this new score, uh, and I quite like that. I thought it's quite nice. So it's been yeah, I think it has opened uh, well, not opened, but I think it's had diff- definitely had a you know people who listened to it maybe wouldn't listen to it in the past because of the way it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, okay, yeah, it it was totally a revelation for me, and then when I researched about, it, I was like, oh he did that and he did that and he did that. And I like, <laughs> I had no idea.
1: It's um, weird, usually because like I get kind of lots of Banjo-Kazooie fans. for so that's my kind of, I did that like a long time ago, but well, that seems to be sticking people's minds a lot. So yeah. um, it's nice to have a bit of um, recognition for the, uh, for the new
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so when you came on to this project, was there any, did you have to prove yourself at all to Kurt Schilling or any of the producers, uh,
1: well, um it was sort of um when I first arrived at theue games it was a different game sort of thing it was kind of um a, it was an RPG but it was different hmm. uh, and the ad actually originally um hired uh, an outsourcing composer to do the music. I was just hired to be the audio director and keep an eye on everything. And I met with a guy once. It was a dynamedian company in Germany who was down to do the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, because Couchier Nina went bust and Kurt bought us at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. And at that point, it kind of changed. It's, well, you, don't, you seem to be a composer, why don't you do it, kind of thing. So, so uh, I don't know whether it was a cost-cutting exercise. Perhaps it was, since I was just there. So um, so they said, you know, you can do it. So I kind of started then. So um, that's. I think at first I had to do a little bit of um, proving. Um, but I think... They kind of um, thought I was okay at the start. So um, I think I, they kind of left me alone after that. So I, was, uh, I had more or less free reign, really, to get on with it.
0: Hmm, okay. Well, you've got Kurt Schilling, who owns the company that produced the game. You've got Ari Salvatore, who's written, the, written the, the the story for the game. You've got Todd McFarlane, who's done the design work. Did that add any extra pressure on you to deliver music worthy of all of that?
1: Um, I think... Um Mr. Salvatore was very, very um, complimentary from, right from the start. He liked the tunes and sort of really liked it. Um, uh, Tom McFarlane I had a little bit of contact with him as well. He was what I like about Todd, Todd is that um, because he's not really a games guy, he, he you know we'd say we're doing this and he'd say, well, why are you doing that? Just because everybody else does it that way, why do we have to do it that way? Mm-hmm. And I really liked that attitude. It kind of made me think differently. And I, you know, I was my plan with reckoning was in my own mind to try and make it different to other game scores. You know, not so much the kind of stuff that you hear regularly, but try and make it a bit more. I guess "traditional" is a word, really. I mean, I wanted to try and have something in that kind of John Williams style, as opposed to the Hans Zimmer sort of school of thought. I wanted to try and avoid the kind of the drum loops and all that kind of stuff, and the, the kind of I wanted to try and make it maybe. I, I, I'm loath I'm lo- to say old-fashioned, but perhaps that was because I'm an, old, an older guy. Perhaps that was what I was, <laughs> I was thinking of. So, um, yeah, I mean, I wanted to try and make it harmonically a bit darker and a bit different. Um, I may not have succeeded in doing that, but in my own mind, that's what I was thinking at the time.
0: so... Well, I'd say you succeeded quite, quite, uh, quite well. I mean, it, it is it is a wonderful listen, and I and I don't say that um, all that often. From start to finish, uh, I enjoy the soundtrack from from the very beginning to the very end. It is it is a, a really a delight to listen to. I tell you, to hear, honestly, to hear
1: you say that, uh, Chris, is, is just uh, completely <laughs> needed to my ears. I have to say that when uh, one of my friends um, uh, said to me, "Have you heard this podcast?" and they pointed me towards your podcast, and uh, I listened to, I think it was forty-one, where you, you were talking about the soundtrack, and um, you said you liked it so much. So I've got to say, uh, when I'm depressed, I listen to that section. It really, it, it really cheers me up. <laughs> so, so you're responsible for, keep, for keeping me happy these days. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. Well, I mean, that's that's. Uh, more than a fair trade off. If if we get music like you've produced here, uh, I'll happily say all kinds of happy things, <laughs> and nice things in, in future podcasts. that would uh, be great. Thank you very much. Because because the fact is, we don't get music like this very often. Not even from the film world anymore. And and so I wanted to ask you about that. It, was it was that an easy decision? um for you to come just say you know this is the direction i'd like to take the music it sounded like you had support for that but th- was that something that you had to think about or did you kind of know right from the beginning this is the direction i want to go i think i've just got to say that i'm a real believer in melody i think and i you know i think
1: it's coming from the video game side of it in, the, in days gone by you had so little resources to play with like little tiny samples and things you had to write a good tune because that's all you had mm. so i've always felt that i I would endeavour to try to write some good melodies and things to hang and stuff on. That's what, that's what I like to do. So, And I've got to say, with that, we can just sound detrimental. I think a lot of the movie scores these days are very generic and, mm. and a lot of things do sound very similar. So I just thought, you know, I really want to write something that has some melodies and some you, know, some, you know, some, well, hopefully good orchestration and all that kind of stuff. And I just, Mr. Williams just really, really inspires me. I think, I've got to say, I mean, you spotted the Harry Potter influence and I listened to the first three Harry Potter scores back-to-back back for months in the car, like going to work every day, I'd listen to the Harry Potter. Oh, because I was trying to learn, because I think John Williams is looked upon as a, a big thematic writer, but they forget the, the bits in between the big themes are really important in his music. And sure. when he writes the, kind of the big battle pieces, you know, you people hear the big Darth Vader theme or the big, you know, Voldemort theme, whatever, but they miss the... The bits in between that I, I sort of call it like tready water music almost. It's like very exciting. It, it gets you lots of ideas in a very short period of time, um, yeah. but it keeps the it keeps the action really up there. But it doesn't get in the way of the action. Um, so I and mean, then when it comes to the big moment, he's really it's on the, the money with the big theme too, you know. So I was trying to learn that technique of, you know, learning that action music, that exciting part that was all over the place. And it, you know, it's it's quite complex, and you know, it's I, I found it. Well, I really enjoyed learning it, but. Um, I think it's, it's quite hard to get your head around it because you know, he just gets through such a lot of stuff so quickly, um, yeah. and especially in the kind of the critics' matches and all that kind of stuff on the, on the on the CDs. It's just incredible how much how many ideas he gets through in like five seconds flat. You know, so yeah. I was just, I was just trying my own little way to try and emulate that, that, and I really wanted to to make a really proper tradition, not traditional, but you know, I guess I was, I'm a product of the. The films that I liked when I was a kid and growing sure. up, but you know, a lot of stuff in the past, I wanted to write a score that was just like that, that had all that, those elements, if I yeah. could possibly manage it. So that was just what I was trying to do, really.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I, I think you succeeded in that, and I, and I think I'm uh, a child of that same era um, and and still love a lot of that music. To mm, this me day. And, Yeah. And there's not a whole lot that compares to it, to, to be honest. I mean, I like other things, newer things, but... Um, I always go back to the stuff from the seventies and the eighties uh, a lot.
1: Oh, definitely! Yeah, I mean, I just find that stuff just you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I think I must just be a bit old fashioned. I just really like that big kind of melodic moment when you go, "Oh my god, this is this is time for the big tune and here it comes," and you just can't, just can't beat yeah. it. You know? Yeah.
0: It's it's just it's unabashed kind. Of, I mean, it's just it is it's very. Uh, it's not trying to hide anything it's not trying to restrain itself and i love that and uh, did you have to convince anyone that this is what this is what i want to do because it is so against the grain of of most of the composing trends for games especially uh these days
1: um i gotta say not really i think and um, huge they did sort of um put quite a bit of faith in me to kind of you know i think you know that at the start maybe they're a little bit kind of who is this guy you know he's what's he doing kind of thing, um, but I think, um, I think they just liked it really. And I got a lot of support from the design guys and, and, the, and the producer guys, so that it was nice to feel that like they thought I was going in the right direction. Um, yeah. you know, and I was I just was conscious of trying to not do the the generic thing that I think a lot of people do, do these days, and that, you know, that, that could be great. And I'm sure everyone loves it, it just I, I just kind of felt that. I should maybe try and do something that was a bit different. I mean, certainly the harmonic palette I used was very dark, apart from, like, the, maybe the Plains of Aerithale, which is a very kind of major-sounding thing. Um, I just tried to, you know, do what was in my head and, you know, just pick up on those influences from when I was a kid. And I mean, I, it's just what I love to write, I mean, you know, and, and I just, people like it, that's fantastic. And I guess at this point in my career, I just kind of think, I should just set my story out and say, this is, what this, is what about, this is what I'm about, this is what I like to do, and,
0: you know. Yeah, <laughs> see
1: yeah. That. That's how it goes.
0: Yeah, well, it was- that's... It's awesome. I mean, and and the more I listen to it, and and don't take this the wrong way, is I know composers like to, you know, they want to have their own sound, and they don't want to, you know, sound like someone else, and I totally understand that. But the more I listen to the score, the more I, and maybe it becomes just kind of me convincing myself, but the more I hear uh, little bits here and there, very subtle uh would seem like nods to other composers from that same era uh, the seventies uh, and eighties to um where I start to hear obviously here john williams old old and new John Williams. Um, I start to hear uh, a little bit of Howard Short, like in the Age of Arcana. I, you know, I start thinking about Gollum a little bit. And like, yeah, of course, and, yeah, and, all, yeah,
1: all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that. Yeah, I'm a product of. I think honestly, I, I haven't got a problem with any of that. I mean, to be compared to any of those guys is just incredible. I mean, if I've got one percent of their talent, I'd be a happy man. Really, I would be half a percent of their talent. I'd be a happy man. I mean, you know, I just think that. Um, I I don't mind that at all. I think that you know, you you can't help, you know, that stuff can't can't stop coming out of you because you know it's just the way you you feel when you write stuff, don't you? I mean, you, you know, everyone's, sure. a, everyone's a product of what they've grown up with and I just, that for me is just the, I think it's the fantastic stuff and, you know, I, I sort of felt, I, I, I bought this hint soundtrack and I've been waiting for that for such a long time so I was so, I was so hoping that it would be a return to, you know, um, and your job hasn't done an awful lot, you know, in my eyes, for a little while, you know. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I was so nice to hear that that soundtrack. I thought, it's, you know, it's not as as um huge as Harry Potter, but it's got elements of that. And I just, yeah, it was so nice to hear a properly orchestrated, really thematically based piece of music. It was just, it was so nice to just put on, and go. Oh, it's like, you know, it's like put on your favourite slippers after after a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, it was thought, this is fantastic. So, you know, yeah. I, I I don't make any, any excuses for it. I just, you know, I, it's just the way I am. I think just everyone likes to. I'm sure there's bits of me in there somewhere, but oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But, I, but yeah, but I do, I do, I you know, I do like that stuff a lot,
0: you know. So. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, it, 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 has those nods, but, but then I think at by the end of the score, I feel like uh, I hear you, you know. I mean, you, I hear all of the stuff that that you've done for that score, and in the NFL, like, okay, this is a Grant Kirkhope score. And I'm hoping for more of this. Uh, right, that's <laughs> very of, kind. You know. I'm, I hope I can manage it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope, I hope there's, I hope there's more opportunity for you, uh, definitely to, to turn that kind of uh, music out. Maybe. So uh, let me ask you about the main theme. Was that the first theme you wrote for this project?
1: Um, I did write another theme at the very beginning of the game, actually. Um, and um, it was there for a little while. And then I just thought I didn't like it. So um, I started again. Uh, and um, I, just, I just felt it didn't have the right elements to it. So I think it was more or less the first thing I wrote for the game. Yeah, I think it was very close to the, to the start. But I also did Dal and Tarth. That was one of That's the very first area you kind of enter into, which is a kind of foresty area. Yeah. And the game originally kicked off as being sort of a like a, a dark fairy tale sort of thing. So it's quite elfman and the kind of sound of it and stuff. Um, but um, the game sort of changed a bit after that. So I think the music after that it kind of changes as the game goes along. But I think initially it was the, the main theme when the kind of Dalantarth as the first pitch that I touched, really.
0: Okay. Well, those are two uh, tracks that I really love. I mean, in Dalantarth, I mean, it, 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 I, I don't hear that kind of music very often. I mean, it's beautiful, a very beautiful, a subtle track, you know, the ostinato there. And then the, that French horn lead, I just love the French horn. And yeah, I think I think you
1: can't beat for that for a good tune,
0: can you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, you really can't. Um Uh well now you were also the audio director, correct, on this project?
1: That's right, yes I was.
0: Uh how difficult was that to have the all of the audio as your responsibility, yet you had to compose a score and a score like this of this size
1: um i I don't know really i just i just think it's kind of just went that way really there's two of the guys at big huge work there mark cromer and uh, ian smith who do the sound design and mark cromer did some composing on the track on the soundtrack too he did some some of the ambient pieces um so um i think it got probably a bit harder towards the end because we had lots and lots of vo to deal with like fifty thousand lines of voiceover in three languages and that got a bit hard towards the end uh and um keeping track of it but i think you know I just think yeah you know if you enjoy doing something, you just make time to do it, you know so um you know to write this music was really you know a, a joy for me to do it and even even though I found it hard at some at some point um so you know I just think you just make time to do stuff like that, and you know you know i have to I have to think about booking the orchestra and getting the orchestrator guy and working back in time from then and the content completing the game all that you kind of you really get set dates that you know you've got to be done by and um so um and then get the DLC music done as well, all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So you know, it's, it's been um, well, it's been a real it's been a real joy. But I mean, and I, I suppose as the audio director, I'm supposed to be the guy that has the the audio vision, if you like, for the entire project. So right. you know, I have to make sure that the whole thing, that all the sound design stuff, even though I, I didn't do it all, um, has to sort of sound like I think it ought to sound. Because I, I always kind of feel that if I've got the title of the, being the director guy, then if it comes out and gets terrible audio scores, and I'm the guy that gets fired. Do the guys <laughs> keep the jobs, you
0: know? And, you know, so write
1: you right, so. so. So I think. Um, you know, I just—I don't know really. I think it's something you really enjoy doing. You just make the time to do it, really.
0: Well, uh, if you now you said you had some hands-on in terms of the sound design too, right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, and you and you take—I think I read something where you talked about how much you enjoy that part of the process as well.
1: I do actually. I think I think it was nice to. Do a bit of both, really. I think these days in games, it seems to be very much split disciplines. And you used to get you get guys just composing, guys just do sound design. And when I started in the dark distance, darts of time many years ago before we're all born, etc. It was you, you were hired as a sound guy. You did music and sound effects, and I was it Red all, all the years ago, that's what I was hired to do. So you just did it really. And I guess I'm still a bit that way now. I like to get involved in the sound design, and cause it's it's entertaining. It's nice, to, it's nice to get a break from composing. Um, yeah. You know, you know, because I think because I'm writing almost like conveyor belt, you know, you're kind of just doing a tune, 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 tune. You've got a deadline to meet. You know, it's not like you're sitting in a a nice sunlit room and gaze at the stars or whatever, you know, and wait for the hand of the Lord to hand you a tune. It's not, you know, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) 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 So I think that, uh, you know, I think I just have to, yeah, it's nice to do a bit of both. I think towards the end of it, I probably did less sound design because the guys were doing such a fantastic job. Um, And I mean, I think I would probably start off a lot of the... The kind of ambient areas with things that I thought should be there, or advise them how I wanted to sound and stuff like that. Oh, but, but they are—they're very capable people. It's not like I'm the, the completely useless, and I'm the guy that's the god-like figure. It's not like that at all. I mean, they're very—they're sure. very capable.
0: Sure. Well, uh, so there's got to be some some serious advantage to having one person. Uh, doing the audio direction as a whole and writing the music i mean you don't have i would imagine you have a whole lot less arguments about what's going to get emphasis and where and you know who gets <laughs> yeah. the volume who who gets mixed down and, and all of that
1: yeah just as long as the tunes are loud enough that's all that matters you know. uh, <laughs> I, I guess yeah i think you know i think you know i've been doing it a reasonable amount of time now so i'm quite used to that kind of you know getting things to balance right and just getting it to sound right i think i just think that an audio guy's most important asset are his ears. You know, I think that you can get lost in the technicalities sometimes about how you do stuff. And I always feel that if it sounds good, then, that, then it probably does sound good. And that's, you know, that's the most important thing to judge it by. I don't really care about tool paths and what editors you use and what software you use. It's, it, all I care about is what it sounds like at the end of it. That's that's the only thing that matters about you know, musically and uh, for sound design. So I just think that's the way you just, have to, you know, hopefully your experience gives you that good set of ears to pick out the good bits, you know. so
0: Yeah. So if you had to choose, uh, you could only do one, compose the music or do sound design on a project. Well, well, I sort of think
1: I'd have to compose, obviously, I mean, that's the thing that I, I'd, I'd love to do. I mean, you know, I have, I have my little dream that I'd love to compose for a film one day. I'm sure it's as likely as Walking on the Moon, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to have a crack at a movie and um, that's just what, that's what my dreams aspire me to do, really.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean with this as as a sample, if if there's anyone any director out there who who would dare do such a um uh a movie that would have such a score, I mean <laughs> you would be a great you would be a great choice. I that. <laughs> well,
1: that's very kind
0: sir, very kind. Uh, so, aside from having all of the audio uh, responsibility yourself, was was there were there any unique challenges that this game uh, presented you?
1: Um I just I think that I really wanted to try and make the boss music, the kind of big, ba- the big the kind of fight pieces like T.N.O.C. and uh, Gad Flo and uh, the Baylord pieces, I wanted to try and make them special events. Cause I think that sometimes in, in the big boss fights, things just don't get to be that exciting. So I wanted to try extra hard to try and make the boss music extra big or exciting and all that stuff. And that's what I concentrate, that's what I, I kind of, the most John williams thing that I tried to do was those pieces, because just to make it sound, you know, big and exciting. Um, so, and took a little bit of doing, and sort of working out what I think he did and what I think I tried to emulate, etc. Or you know, tried to uh, you know put in my own little way. Um, so I think that that's the bit I probably find the most challenging. Because I think when I first started the first couple of boss pieces, I wasn't quite in that mode. And then I thought, just do a minute, this is stupid. I need to really, you know, I need to really absolutely push the boat out as far as I possible, you know, make it as hard as I possibly make it for myself. So I yeah. just tried to do that, and just that's the bit I find probably the most challenging bit. Um, mm. I think all the ambient pieces. Um, I wouldn't say they're easier, but I think it's more of a moody setting. So you, you kind of, you know, you pick your moments for a little bit of a tune, and then you've got some nice uh, ambient bits that kind of hopefully make you think of it, look at the area, and it matches the thing you're looking at, and all that kind of stuff. And um, but I think the boss stuff was a bit that I really felt like I was trying to make that special and, you know, make it stand out.
0: Mm, okay. Uh, did you have a reasonable amount of time to write this music? Was it spread out over, you know, years? Or how how much time did you have to work on this? Well, it's been quite
1: a while. I mean, I started in... I came to America in 2008.
0: So, mm-hmm. um, and the, the music
1: sort of started then. But I have to say the, the the biggest chunk of it was probably the last six months, really, I think, because, you know, things get come online so late in games and stuff, especially yeah. all the cinematic sequences. They were the ones that came right at the very, very end. Uh, and so some of that I had, to, I had to kind of kind of balance that with, you know, you need, you've got like a drop dead date to get to the orchestra and get it recorded, get it back, get it mixed, get it in the game. So, you know, some things um, I think there's only... A couple of actual MIDI pieces in the game that are not on the CD. Um, okay. So just because I didn't, I, I, didn't have the, I couldn't have a, I didn't have the thing to look at to compose to to get it by, done by orchestra in time. Okay. Um, so, um, but um, so, um, yes, yeah, so I'd say you know the be- the biggest chunk of it was definitely in the last six months. That was, the, that was something, yeah.
0: Now, had you worked with the Prague Philharmonic before?
1: Yes, yeah. All the scores I've done, I've done uh, four scores now, and they've all been done with the Prague Philharmonic. Um, okay. They're a great uh, uh, bunch of people. I mean, plus I think Prague's a great place to go because it's got like several full orchestras there, plus yeah. the, plus the conservatoire. So there's lots of really great players. So the, the Prague Philharmonic's kind of put together from. It's a bit like a the the, con- the contracting guy I use called James Fitzpatrick from Tadler Music. He puts together the orchestra, so he kind of you know you'll get you'll pick all the best players, from all the best places to try and get the orchestra together. So that's a really fantastic thing to have. Mm-hmm. And, I had, and Nick Rain was the orchestrator. He conducted it too. And Nick Rain's, you know, done like Bond films and all sorts of stuff like that. So, sure. so they're very experienced guys. And I mean, you know, I've, I've known them very well now. So it's great to have a little team that you kind of you can have fun with, and you know, take the Mickey out of and all that. So it's a it's a, no, a great bunch of people. I think they're great people.
0: Right, right, right. Wonderful. Uh, is there plans for DLC or sequels that might feature more? Of there is. Music?
1: Funny you mention that. Actually, DLC is out on the 20th of March. So. I did, record, I, went, I did a recording session in Prague in, I think it was July or June. I went back in November to um, record the DLC stuff, so that's, that's got extra music in there. I didn't want to kind of give the same old music to the DLC. I wanted to make sure that people could hear new music if they wanted to. So I think I'm not sure. We'll, we'll make that available. Maybe just give it away for free on the website, something like that. Probably. Uh,
0: oh, wonderful! So
1: I'll, I'll let you know if, if we um, if, if we do that. I mean, I, I can't imagine us doing anything else with it. So I would think just give it away. So.
0: Uh, oh, that'd be great. It's,
1: it's a good half an hour worth extra to come. I think music-wise, something like that.
0: Wow, uh, and and sequels potentially. Oh, <laughs> you know, i couldn't possibly i, uh... I have to ask I have to ask
1: what <laughs> are my life's worth of course <laughs> uh,
0: um
1: you know who knows i eh? um we still keep i mean we're still it's still early days reckoning yet with the sales aren't in yet we don't really know where it's sold yet, so all that mm. stuff is um to come yet, so we're all keeping our fingers crossed
0: sure and and i mean it's a it's such a it's such a tough market as well i mm. mean the, the 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 fantasy genre as a whole, but i mean this being more of an more action-y than some of the other RPGs that, that like Skyrim, let's say, um, I, I think would give it a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, I think uh, we, you
1: know, we tried to make it, you know, different to the other RPGs that are out, you know, kind of thing that everyone knows about. So um, we're a bit of like, like Nick in the Block at the moment. So we did sort of, um, the combat's a big feature in our game, of course. So that's like something we made like, much more interactive and much more fluid than, than other um, uh, you know, RPG. So, you know, there's no point trying to make the same game as everybody else makes. So we just thought sure. we need to try and, you know, to steal our own course and try and come up with something new. But of course, the downside to that is that people think it's a bit different, they're not too keen to attach to it and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, um, we with just, I don't know, it's been a long time in the coming, so we're all put our hearts and souls into it, so hopefully we'll just get something out of it in the end. <laughs>
0: I haven't played it myself. What I've seen, though, it looks beautiful. And, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, it's very,
1: you know, to I think to be to write some of the the ambient pieces, you know, it's very inspiring to look at that kind of beautiful backdrop. It really gets you going, you, you get the juices flowing, as it were, you know. So uh, no, it's yeah. it's a great. The artists have done a great job on the game. It looks phenomenal.
0: Uh, going back to you were talking about, you know, your your desire and your love of of melody and writing melody. Uh, did you have like? Just a backlog of of melodies written down or in your head that one day I'm going to get that opportunity and I'm going <laughs> to unleash myself and my melodies upon the world.
1: I have to uh, say, not for this game actually. For, for Viva Piñata, the last the last game I did at Rare for Left Rare, I did have some stuff that I'd stored up for a couple of years that I was trying to saving for a good opportunity. Um, okay. But for this game it was all written completely from scratch. So um, I, I just I don't know. I just just try my best to, to write a good tune. That's all I ever do, really.
0: So. Um,
1: Hopefully I succeeded. Who know, I, may, I may have not. I don't know. I just
0: tripped my past. No, I, well, I mean, the reason I asked the question is because um, the music is so memorable and um, not not knowing that you had written some of the scores that you had, I, I I just wondered. I thought, man, this guy he's been he's been holding on to these, <laughs> just waiting for the right the right um, context to to put them down to. It, 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 that's how it feels anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 I hope that's a, that's nice. I suppose. I mean, um, yeah.
1: I just no, I, I think I just I like think that I'm, I'm not too bad at writing tunes, just because I've had to do so much of it over the years, and um, certainly in the early days, as, as I said, you had to. That's all you had was to write, hopefully write a good tune that would cycle around a billion towns while people were playing a banjo kazooie level or a golden hour, yeah. you know. So, um, so I think that that's something that I had to sort of learn really early on. I, and I'm not saying by any means that I'm the best at it, but I just I, I sort of don't find that a bit too hard because I think I, you know it, it's kind of the bit that I like to do really. So, um, yeah. you know, just no, I, I didn't save it up this time. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm out now. Maybe that's maybe they're all gone. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you know, you have kind of a, uh, an extensive history playing in bands and whatnot. Does that, does that help you in any way? Well, you
1: know, I'm still a bit of a metal fan, I've got to say. I've always been a heavy metal fan all my life, really. I spent my youth playing in lots of metal bands and stuff like that. So uh, I think some of the, the darky music, uh, I mean, I used to like a band called Queensryche very much, uh, which is a very kind of, um, an album there is called Rage for It's a very kind of dark sounding record. And, um, I, you know, they, they've got a really great atmosphere in that album. And I, I, I'm sure i kind of that's in my head when I'm writing the darky music. It's, you know, it's the, they pick a lot of good chords and it just got a real atmosphere to it. And I think in heavy metal, you get a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, I'm still, I'm, you know, I'm still a metal fan. No doubt about, no doubt about it. Um, I've always been that way earlier. Really. So I, cause I played in bands such a, for such a long time over the years, you know, so, uh, um, I don't know if it comes out in the music, maybe, I'm not sure if it does or not, maybe not, but, um, um, yeah. you know, bands like Judas Priest, you know, you know, right. they want, you know Van Halen, all that kind of stuff. I'm you know, still a headbander at heart, I think, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I can't say that I think of any of those when I listen to uh, <laughs> Reckoning. <laughs> I have to admit that. <laughs> so, uh, are there any projects that you're on that you can talk about now?
1: Um. Well, not really. I mean, I guess, you know, Big Huge Games is a one-game studio. That's all we do at the moment. Um, The the, the 38 studios are doing the the MMO version of, well, not version, but they're doing the MMO game in the Amalou universe, Um, and I'm not involved in that at all. They have a separate audio department for that. They've got their own composers there and stuff like that, so um so i've offered to help out if they need it and of course so, you know because we're all one big happy family but um, um they're doing a great job at the moment so um i'm not quite sure when that's supposed to be out oh, it's probably a secret anyway so um but uh, yeah i think we're just gonna trundle on that big huge game see how it goes i'll keep our, all i'll keep our fingers crossed and um you know you know i would dearly love to get involved in movies I know i've said that before but i would yeah. i've just if i can find any way to do you know two seconds of music for a movie <laughs> two chords would be fine you know um you know, I'd I'd love to get involved I am I am trying to make some inroads into that, um, sure. but I'm sure it's about as likely as I don't know what. So um, yeah. you know, um, just one of those things that we all dream, for, dream about, I suppose.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, well, you some, know, there
1: are some video guys that have managed to make the make the crossover. So um, yeah, you know, it's um, it's not impossible, but I don't know how possible it might be.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of composers out there who who dream of it, um, but I don't know how many of them have the goods to to, to be able to deliver it. You know, that's very and, true. That's
1: very true. Yeah.
0: And uh, from what I'm hearing, I, I think you definitely do. I just hope that there's some writer or some director out there who's who's bold enough to to allow for. Uh, an original score to do what it used to do you know back in the day and yeah, I, mean, um, I, the I, I think my hope is that um that the, the kind of scores we're here at the moment you know
1: as uh, good as they are um, maybe that might run its course a little bit and people might want to go back to the the other way of doing stuff and um that's that, that, that's my hope that I'm that guy that does that does that thing um you know so um, <laughs> um who knows really I think that um I don't know I'm just I, I do say I'm tired of it but I think Honestly, the last score that I came out of a, cin- a cinema that I, that I really remembered and bought was um, Stardust by I think that was a. Ash fan- oh, Kerry. Yeah. I think that's an absolutely fantastic score. Yes. I, I bought it immediately. I loved it yes. to death. I played it over and over and over and over because it was a proper score with melody and all that stuff and some great yes. moments in it. I just absolutely loved that score to death. And I've got to say, that's probably the last one that I've really thought I've remembered and could away thinking that was fantastic. I'll tell you a actually. I like the score to. Um, Revolution Road by um, Thomas um, Thomas Newman. Yes, that, I mean, that's that's a more of an ambient score. And it's rare that I yeah. like that, but I really like that score. I, thought, I think it fitted the movie fantastically well, and that little piano thing it does was amazing. I loved that to death.
0: Yeah, but apart from yeah. that,
1: I'd say the the islander's Kerry. I think I don't know how to pronounce his name, but um, that I thought the Stardust score was just phenomenal. I loved it to death.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, and that that won that won a few uh, Q awards from us in that year. I think it's two thousand seven. Yeah, that was, was a, yeah, that was a, brilliant it was a while score. ago. But, mm, brilliant yeah. score, brilliant score. I, loved, I, just, I still
1: play it now. It's fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Um, well, so people can find more about you at your website, which is grantkirkhope.com dot com. Indeed, yes. Um, Uh, you're on twitter at grant kirk hope
1: i am on facebook too i'm I'm everywhere
0: he's everywhere he even has a myspace page i know that i think i
1: tell you what i think that's not me actually i did i used to have a myspace page but i I, I, uh deleted it but i think that somebody else is running me now i don't know know who that is it's somebody really yeah it's got that really bad picture of me stood with my funny haircut so that's a bit bit unfortunate
0: (laughs) well uh well the good news is uh, they can people can find your score just about everywhere. It's at something.com. That's S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G.com or somethingdigital.com. That's it. Uh, it's, it's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's just about everywhere. I recommend getting the CD. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have gotten the CD. And, you know, there's certain scores um, that need to be he- heard in as high fidelity as <laughs> possible. And that's what I mean, um, Abel Korzenowski's WE score is one that you need to listen on CD This is one you need to listen on CD um, So I highly recommend All of our listeners to find uh, Kingdoms of Avalor Reckoning by Grant Kirkhope Get it on CD You will not be disappointed Chris, Chris, uh, you're,
1: bringing, you're bringing tears to my eyes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well that's, that's my job I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but Grant, it's been, it's been great having you on and being able to talk with you about this project. I look forward to talking with you again. Yes, um, any, any time, Chris, any
1: time indeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's been, honestly, it's been such a lovely... Um, it was so nice to hear you talk about the score on the, on the podcast thing and it's been great to talk to you. So it's been fantastic, what can I say? <laughs>